It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard. It's the Get Stuck on Sports Tri-County Equipment Podcast with Dennis and uh, Brady, and uh, it's a Thursday show. Love the Thursday it's show. It's a good day, isn't it? Love it because we get to do the picks. Love who's coming in to do the picks with us uh, today, so it's going to be fun. It's You know, it's been just a good week in general, hasn't it? Well, it's the Crosstown Showdown week, so there really isn't any other way this week can go, is there? No. I mean, even from the start, we had a good, we had a good Monday, which was weird. Um, yesterday I thought we were productive, got some stuff done and had a good podcast on Tuesday. I think we're going to have a good one today. have a lot to, well, I don't think we have as much quantity to talk about because I think there's going to be a lot of easy games to pick, but I think what the ones we do have, we can sink our teeth into. Yeah. There, well, there's obviously quality, uh, with the first game that we'll talk about when we get that uh, going. But I think before we do that, Brady, you should uh, tell people how they can Get a hold of us. And, and, yeah, and you can follow out. us on social media on Twitter at G underscore Stuck on Sports. Uh, starting to put some more stuff out there. If you, uh, We're putting out our top tens, uh, some nice graphics we're making, putting out graphics of games we're, playing, or we're calling. So more stuff's coming to the social media. You can like us on Facebook, too. Uh, if you want to get, like, game day updates on Friday night, we're only one person, so we update our Twitter during the games. So if you want, like, if you can't listen for whatever reason, uh, follow us on there. We'll retweet scores as we see them throughout the night. So we want, like, if you really just need scores, we're going to be one of the places you need to follow on Twitter. Facebook, that's more for, like, podcasts, knowing that comes up, knowing we go live for games, things like that. So um, so if you want to know when this podcast goes live, or I guess it would be our Saturday one if you're listening to this one, just like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Again, at G underscore Stuck on Sports. It's as easy as that, and uh, it'll get easier for us when we get into what we're comfortable doing, and that's talking high school football, and that is next here on the Get Stuck on Sports podcast. The Frells family calls their land greener pasture, and they maintain it with ease on their John Deere 1 Series tractor. The Frells family runs with us because this is more than just land. It's home. Nothing runs like a deer. Get a 1 Series tractor for just $99 per month at your John Deere dealer today. For additional cost information, please call toll-free 855-633-2315. Stop in today to one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800-250-7520. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810 364 87 
1700 for all your real estate needs. O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. If your windows stick, <laughs> slip, <laughs> squeak, or leak, replace them with Anderson windows with low E glass, low maintenance exteriors, and rich wood interiors, standard and custom sizes. They can turn simple window replacement into serious home improvement. Ah. Hi, Chip Mortimer here, inviting you to experience the difference at Mortimer Lumber. Our expert staff will be here to help before, during, and after the sale. Stop by Mortimer Lumber, 24th and Lapeer Avenue in Port Huron. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. And you're Brady, and I'm Dennis, and uh, this is the uh, Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports uh, podcast. Uh, Let's not beat around the bush, uh, Brady. Uh, For a lot of people out there, there's only one game this week, Uh, so I apologize to everybody else. Your games are just as important, but this is the 55th Crosstown Showdown uh, this week between Port here and High and Port here on Northern. That's the game that I'll be at uh, on stream one, and, and, you know, that's a game that draws a lot of interest. Yeah, it's like what that Animal Farm quote: "All pigs are equal, or all animals are equal, but pigs are more equal." All <laughs> games are equal. This game's just this week is more equal. Yeah, um, yeah. Crosstown showdown, first time in thirty-nine years these two teams meet undefeated, and only the second time ever. The other time they were both one and zero. So yeah, they they played in week two after both winning in week one. Yeah. So only the second time ever in this storied history. So out of 55 times, only the second time these teams meet undefeated. Dennis, I know we've gone through it. You have a bunch of stats for us before we kind of deep dive into the the specifics of the game. We talk about a little bit of the series and the history. Yeah, and, uh, just for, for the history uh, buffs, even though you know these numbers – they don't have any indication of what's going to happen in this year's game. But Northern leads the all-time series, 35 wins to 19 wins for the Big Reds. They actually played twice last year, which was the first time that ever happened because they played in the playoffs against each other for the first time ever. But in the regular season, Northern pulled out a uh, thrilling 29-26 win, while in the playoffs, the Big Reds pulled out a thrilling 27-21 win, uh, and both of those games went down to plays in the last uh, seconds to decide it. From 1985 to 2002, Northern won 17 out of 18 meetings, Brady. That's why they have such a lead in the overall series. 2007 to 2016, Port Huron High won 9 out of 10, and that's uh, right around the the time that uh, Coach Mullins yeah. came in. Uh, he's actually 10-4 and four all time yeah. against uh, so you Port Huron Northern. Yeah, you mentioned the Big Reds have 19 wins all time. Coach Mullins responsible for more than half of those. Uh, and we, the last three games between these two teams, there is a four-point difference between the two teams. Northern has scored 71 points. The Big Reds have scored 67. Uh, Northern won 21-14 and 29-26, and the Big Reds won 27-21. It's, I mean, <laughs> it hasn't been always like this where both teams are good at the same time. And that's a credit to Coach Rollins and Coach Mullins, but – uh, it's it's been a fun time for the Crosstown Showdown. And for all intents and purposes, I mean, there's still another game to go after this that you'd have to win. And in the case of Northern, if they win this football game and then win against Frazier, 
they're going to be the Mac Blue champs. And for the Big Reds, if they win this game, I think the worst they can do is tie for the title, and they can win it outright by beating Sterling Heights the next week. Right, because Frazier would have still have only one loss. Northern would only have one loss in the Mac Blue. So it would theoretically come down to that, but it's for the Mac Blue. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, because I think both of these teams – are going to win their next league game after this one. So, yeah, whoever wins uh, this week is going to be the team that's still undefeated and is going to win the the Mac Blue title. And here's something I want to ask you about this game. Do you think Friday night, and I said it on Tuesday's podcast, do you think you'll see a little more creativity from the Big Reds? Because I I do think they're being vanilla on purpose. Their whole I think they're using about 20% of their hand right now. I think we'll see from both of these teams what they feel they need to do to win this football game. And and, and that's the, the best I can answer that question to you. If the Big Reds feel like they can win this football game running the same five plays, then that's what they're going to do. Uh, and if they feel like they have to uh, run 15 different plays on offense and get Niger Finney the ball 25 times, <laughs> that's what they're going to do. Both these teams want to win the football game. If the Huskies feel like the way to win is to give Isaac Ullenbrook 50 carries, that's what they're going to do. If they feel like they've got to open it up and have uh, Bloink throw 30 passes, that's what they're going to do. Yeah, and uh, here's something I want to talk about, and I think it might be a factor in this game. Just the experience. Not, I mean, yes, when it comes down to Northern has a young team. We've talked about it all year. Port here on High has a lot of seniors. But you know in a rivalry game – the just that experience of knowing the feeling because it's a different game. Let's let's I mean, yeah, the coaches are going to give you the cliche. Oh, yeah, you know, we treat it just like a no, you don't. No, you don't. It's different, it's a different feel. I'll tell you that playing from when I played, you know, when it's a rivalry game, but Port here on high has a lot of kids that have been on this team since they've been sophomores. This is going to be the fourth time they've played in the crosstown showdown. Northern has a lot of kids who have never experienced this before. That might be something that comes into play. Yeah, I, I can't disagree with that. I, I think experience and nerves, because I what ultimately decides this game every year usually isn't the talent level. Uh, it's usually which team takes fewer penalties, mm-hmm. uh, which team keeps its emotions in check, basically, um, because the type of penalties I'm talking about aren't holding or offsides it's it's the personal fouls it's the taunting it's the pushing and shoving uh, after plays uh the team that keeps its cool uh will do better in this game and turnovers you have to hang on to the football in this game uh because you could be better than the other team but but if you drop the football a lot which, you're you're, you're going to let that other team have opportunities and vice versa. Which the Big Reds have struggled with. That's probably been their biggest flaw so far this year. They've given the ball away on more than a couple occasions. Cost them I, I, think, I think in three games they have seven turnovers. That's not good. And their defense has been good enough to overcome it, but we don't know if Noah Kindle's playing this week. We know, all we know is he left last week with an injury. He didn't return then. I'm not going to speculate on a kid's health. I'm not going to sit here and try to say, oh, he's playing, he's not. All I know is he went left last week, looked like it wasn't good. So I don't know if, uh, if you'll see him lining up on the defensive line this week. My guess is no, but you never know. 
Yeah. It's again. a rivalry game. I'm not going to – And I'll, I'll tell you this. Uh, the player wants to play. Oh, yeah. Of the, course the, the, the player wants to play. The question is, is the doctor going to say you can play uh, and are the coaches going to say you can play? And, and here's another thing you have to think about. In a normal season, if you have to get to six wins or have to work for playoff seeding, that makes a game more important. Again, it's the Crosstown Showdown. It's very important. You're in the playoffs. Would you rather have Noah Kindle for the Port here on Northern Crosstown Showdown game? That, again, big rivalry game, and risk him for the playoffs? Or do you sit him out and you guarantee he's good for the playoffs? Well, I know what I do, but uh, it's not my call. Exactly. You think you act like it is sometimes, <laughs> but and then uh, contrary to popular belief, there are other games this week. There are other games this and week. I'll be at another game at East China Stadium. The first time the Saints of Saint Clair will be on GetStuckOnSports.com. They bring in Warren Woods Tower. Both teams one and two. Both teams with a win over Cousino. Uh, the Saints have been actually uh, pretty dominant recently in this series, winning five out of the last six. Although. Uh, Tower did take the last contest between these two teams. Yeah, and that was a really good Tower team, and I think that was a year where the Saints had gone from being real good to being just okay. Um, mm -hmm. and, and as we know, the, I, I think the Saints have, have dominated because we've had some really good St. Clair teams. Both these teams are in flux right now. They're in a situation where they've been struggling. Tower won big over Cousineau in week one, and they've been blasted now two weeks in a row. The Saints, as we know, uh, they, they went to East Detroit in week one, and that was ugly. They've improved each week, but they struggle See, getting I, points. I kind of feel like that might be. We talk about it. The week one might not be an indication. One, because it was a shortened camp. But look at other teams. So, yeah, St. Clair goes and gets blasted by East Point. East Point's just dominated everyone. They've yeah, they're blasting kicked, everybody. They've kicked everyone's skulls in. 40 to nothing, uh, 42 nothing, I think 56 nothing have been their three scores. Look at Frazier. They just get stomped at Memorial Stadium week one by the Big Reds. They haven't lost since. MLA City, a team that, you know, we thought was going to be improved, get kind of run off the field against Croslex. What have they done since? Go down to Algonac, get a win, bring in an undefeated Armada team and get a win. And they're probably going to win this week against Yale. So maybe we, I mean, again, short season, we don't have as much of a sample size, but we might have been quick to judge teams since that first game that St. Clair defense has given up 24 points. Yeah, well, so they've made uh, big strides there, but the, the question is, is are the Saints, it, it, can the offense make the strides now? Mm -hmm. um, because they got their first points last week. Can they build on that um, and, and score enough to win a few more ball games this year? Yeah, that's, I mean, we'll see them for the first time, get to see them in person. I was at practice the other day, so um, they. It, I'm very curious to see what the Saints team can do because, Again, and we'll talk about it later with Richmond, we might have been too quick to judge some of these teams. Well, we'll, we'll see. Again, you, you talk about Northern being a young team. The Saints are a very young football team. Uh, and what you hope is that you get better week by week so that week one to that first-round playoff game, you hope to see improvement and you hope that you're a different-looking football team by that point. A team who I think is going to be a different-looking football team. I saw them play in week one. Warren Fitzgerald, when they played Marine City, I could see talent there. 
I saw a team that had athletes. It just looked like they didn't have it put together yet. And Marine City looked like they were more well-coached, more put together. Marysville goes down there this week. They have Marine City next week. I don't think this is a gimme for the Vikings. I think the the Spartans have some speed. I know the Vikings do, but I think at the top end, Warren Fitzgerald is just a little faster. They've had a month now of games to get things ready. I don't want to put the Vikings on upset alert or upset watch, but if there's one game I think I might pick an upset in, it might be Marysville going down to Fitzgerald, and it would derail my 4-0 train as much as I want to see that undefeated matchup next week at Walt Braun Viking Stadium. Well, here's why I like the Vikings, um, and, and this is, okay, in week one, Fitzgerald faced a good defense. They faced Marine City. They scored 12 points. Mm-hmm. In the next two weeks, Fitzgerald has put up, I think, 102 points, but they played Hazel Park uh, and scored over 60 on Hazel Park. Uh, I think the band... They also gave up, like, 36. Yeah, I, I think the band could score on Hazel Park, okay? <laughs> they don't stop anybody. They don't stop anybody, okay? Uh, and then they beat Madison 40 to, to nothing, and again, we know that Madison is a team that's that's down. I think the Vikings have a good defense. I think that that could slow Fitzgerald down some, and I think Marysville is going to score their points because the one-two punch at back with Singleton and Lee, we've talked about them a lot. Uh, I love their receivers with uh, Woodard and Smayfield. Uh, I love that when Meyer throws the ball, it's not dink and dunk. They, they shoot for big plays, uh, and, uh, and I just think the Vikings offensively are capable of getting Big plays against Fitzgerald and scoring points, and I think that Viking defense is pretty good and might be able to slow Fitzgerald down some. So that's why I I lean towards I like Marysville in this game. I'm not saying they're going to run him off the field. Fitzgerald is not a pushover, but I like Marysville in this game. I, I do too, but I'm just warning everyone down in Viking land, don't think it's gonna they're going to roll over and die. I think this is going to be a close, close game and might put a little bit of fear into the into the Vikings late into that second half. And good, that's good for them because they're certainly going to have a tough test, test the next week. So mm-hmm. it's to be a little battle-tested isn't a bad thing always. Right. Well, Marine City really hasn't been battle-tested. They play on Saturday this week. They go, to go down to Madison. I, I mean, Madison's bad. Marine City's good. I don't know if there's an easier way to put it. I mean, it's just Marine City's going to do what they do, but that's another thing you can talk about for next week. Mariners really haven't had to worry about a game in the fourth quarter yet. And I don't think they'll have to worry about one uh, this week uh, either. But I also don't, you know, I, I it's not their style to go out and win 70 to nothing. I think if they wanted to, they could. Well, they do it because they have eight backs that yeah. could start for them. But I, I look for Marine City to do a lot of damage in the first half and, and, you know, have running time and coast in the second half. I hate to say that about games and stuff, but, I mean, th- that's just being honest. I think Marine City is that much further ahead of Madison at this point. Madison's really down. Marine City's Marine City. I, I wish we had more to say about it. If this game happened in 2018 – uh, it would have been one of the games of the week. But 
times change. Madison's really down. Marine City, I think, rolls easily in this one. Um, so, But we do have some BWAC games to talk about. Um, Almont not playing this week, but some BWAC GTC East games. And now we have a much clearer picture of that conference. So you, You'd think, but... Uh, you know we'll, something's going to happen. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that in uh, just a moment. The Frells family calls their land greener pasture, and they maintain it with ease on their John Deere 1 Series tractor. The Frells family runs with us, because this is more than just land. It's home. Nothing runs like a deer. Get a 1 Series tractor for just $99 per month at your John Deere dealer today. For additional cost information, please call toll-free 855-633-2315. Stop in today to one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800-250-7520. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you'll need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli and does party trays, feeding up to 30 people. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. You can even get prescriptions filled at Neiman's. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Do you have the right financial advisor to help you reach your goals? Ameriprise Advisors can create a personalized, goal-based plan to help you prepare for whatever life brings so you can feel more confident about your financial future. Call Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. That's 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC. Member FINRA and SIPC. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. And you're back, and uh, we need to talk about the uh, Blue Water Area Conference. Armada is going off the uh, reservation uh, this uh, week, uh, and they have a, a non-league uh, game against uh, Detroit Country Day. Actually, the Yellow Jackets are going to come to Armada to uh, play uh, that one. Oh, that's a tough one. Well, I mean, you go from Almont to Country Day. Um, yeah, Almont's still uh, quarantining, but... Uh, yeah. Yeah, pick your poison there. Who yeah, you want to play? Geez. I mean, <laughs> they were like, yeah, I didn't think you'd get a much tougher opponent than Almont, and they figured out a way to do it. So, Country Day coming in. Um, well, if there's a week for the Tigers to redeem themselves, this is the week to do it. Yeah. So. I mean, I don't know a lot about Country Day. I know they're two and zero. They're 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 two and zero, and I know they they beat, got a ten nothing shutout over Notre Dame prep last week, and they beat Jesuit. I think. Jesuit uh, twenty one to Jesuit. twelve, I believe, was the score in week one. So they haven't blown anybody out, but those are two quality programs that, that they've beaten. Uh, Crosslex will look to bounce back from the North Branch uh, loss. They're at Algonac, and the Muskrats have been uh, struggling. So I mean. I think this is a game where Croslex probably gets back on track. I think Croslex is going to be angry. 
I think they uh, they want another shot at North Branch, and I think they know the BWAC title's gone unless something gets gift wrapped to them. Um, Algonac might be in for a little bit of uh, hurt here. My MLA City Spartans will host Yale this week Ooh, and look for their third bitter. straight win. Yeah. No, and this is uh, – we talked about it last segment. MLA City week one, you know – they, they got blown out by Cross-Lex, and I think we both kind of went, all right, this is the Emily City we're used to, whatever. They're going to struggle. They had a fun year last year, but now it's back to back to square one. Maybe not. They go down, they take care of business against Algonac, and then they upset an Armada team that was feeling good about themselves. And I think they're going to get their third straight win against a Yale team that's put up 20 points all year. Now, North Branch, Richmond, uh, this game's at North Branch. On paper, uh, it, you, you feel like, okay, this is a no-brainer. North Branch just beat Crosslex. They're undefeated. They're at home. They've been rolling everybody. Here comes Richmond, one and uh, two. But then, you know, we, we, we do what we do. We start to overthink these things, and, and we go, you know, how do we look at Richmond if that week one field goal doesn't go through if Armada misses that kick or Richmond blocks it and Richmond wins that game uh, by week three we've forgotten how close the game was we just remember that Richmond won and they're two and one instead of one and two and their losses to Croslex and you look at Richmond a little differently than you do in a in a one a one and two team going to North Branch than a two and one Richmond team going to North Branch. Yeah, and a- and a team that just won by 38 points last week. Yeah, so it's, it's like... <laughs> I no, I don't think either of us really have the gall to pick the upset. But with that said, would you be shocked if we came in Friday night and saw that Richmond beat North Branch? Actually, so, I, I, I wouldn't, but I'm not expecting it to happen. No. Maybe it's just part of, you know, we've talked about it before, the brand that Richmond has built up, knowing that they're good, knowing that they're a very consistent team. And maybe we're not giving enough respect to North Branch. They beat Almont and they beat Croslex back-to-back weeks. Well, I got them number three in my rankings, but, I mean, I just – it, it is in the back of my mind. I, I guess i am just been conditioned that Richmond teams are, are – consistently good and and i'm kind of in denial that they're one and two right now and there's always been a game in the BWAC that's gone unexpected i mean emily city beating armada last week week one armada beating richmond uh almont getting blanked by north branch on week two so yeah so there has been a BWAC game every week where the scores come in and you're like really that's how really that happened so, yeah, who knows? Armada's going to upset Country Day, and that's going to be the one the one that we're not <laughs> expecting. But, no, I, I wouldn't well, be. Well, that would be great for the BWAC, too. Oh, yeah. But I wouldn't be, uh, I wouldn't be flabbergasted, I guess would be the word I'd use if uh, Richmond knocked off the Broncos. All right, GTC East, uh, a lot of uh, non-league games. Marlette is uh, traveling to uh, Cairo. That's a GTC East-West crossover, and Marlette uh, looking to go to Four and zero, um, and Carol. Carol's coming off a win against. Uh, they beat Vassar thirty-four to thirty or thirty-four thirty-one last week, but they'd been blown out in their first uh, two games. So I like the the Marlette uh, running attack in this one. 
to yeah. uh, to get them an, another win. They'll go to four and zero, and then they'll play the big boys, and then we'll see what Marlins yeah. really. Speaking made. of the big boys, Sandusky uh, is uh, home against Brown City uh, again. The Green Devils are coming in off a thirty four nothing win last week, their first win. But uh, Sandusky has uh, been uh, mowing through uh, teams so far to start the uh, the season, and again, this is uh, one of uh, the last roadblocks to them claiming a championship. And if they've gotten through Ubley and Harbor Beach, Brown City's a speed bump after they just went through some brick walls. Uh, Harbor Beach uh, won't play Memphis. Instead, they'll travel to uh, Rogers City. So they've got a nice, long road trip. I did look it up. It's four hours. Yeah. Jeez. So they're going to get off the bus uh, a little grumpy, I think. Rogers City is is 2-1. and one. They've beaten the same team twice by a touchdown each time, and in the middle they lost 50 to nothing to Alcona. That's all I can tell you about Rogers City. Uh, Ubley gets a home game this week, uh, but again it's a non-league uh, contest as they're going up against uh, Flint uh, Hammity, uh, or as you wrote on the board, Flint Ham Sandwich. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that's all. I don't know anything about Flint Hammity. So Ubley, um, a team that's – you know, usually good, know nothing about Flynn Hamity, which I could uh, give you a little more. So, again, no Almont this week. They're still quarantining. No Cardinal Mooney this week. They are also quarantined. And uh, Mooney didn't even have anyone test positive. They just played someone who had a kid test positive. So they're just taking precaution. And, again, we've said it before. We don't want to get into it, but we have football. If this, we knew this was going to happen at some point, but – yeah, They're doing and, what they need to do. And actually, uh, unrelated from uh, the football situation, uh, volleyball got canceled Yeah, uh, last night for Mooney. From just a different – because, yeah. again, another school had someone test positive. Now into eight-man action. Um, a matchup of two three and O teams, Mayville at Deckerville. Yeah, they're 3-0, but I know, Dennis, you don't think this will be close. Well, I'll give you some numbers. Uh, Mayville's 3-0, and and they've outscored their opponents this year 186-20. to That's a lot. They're averaging 64 points a game or something ridiculous like that. Uh, Deckerville is 3-0. and They've outscored the opposition 95-17. to Here's why I like the Eagles in this game. They're 79-18 and since going into eight-man football. They've won 19 straight games against... Mayville. They haven't lost them in the 2000s. The last time the Wildcats won a game against Deckerville, October the 24th, 1980. Okay, every year Mayville kicks a bunch of teams around and then they play Deckerville. Last year, I believe the score was 36 to nothing for Deckerville. Uh, I'm not saying Deckerville wins 36 to nothing this year, but I'm saying I'm picking Deckerville every time until Mayville finally beats them. Well, you got the numbers to support it. Other uh, eight-man action, North Huron taking on CPS. CPS, been struggling a far cry from where they were when they first went to eight-man. And it's not going to get better for them. North Huron has only given up six points this season. That's a that's a pretty solid defense. New Haven Merritt, uh, again, welcome to the big boys, goes to Kingston. Both these teams are 0-3. Both these teams are used to playing winning football. One of these teams is going to remember what it's like to win this week. That's yeah. all I can tell you about this one. And then you have Caseville going to Peck, who's really turned their season around. Yeah, Peck uh, with a huge win last week at Sacred Heart, and all of a sudden they knock off Caseville, which they'll be the favorites to do. Peck will be looking at 3-1 and one through four weeks. Solid, solid team, and uh, looking to maybe make a run in that division, eight-man division two playoffs. 
And then a couple other games uh, back in 11-man football and semi-local MAC action. Uh, Anchor Bay goes to Lons Cruz North. Anchor Bay with uh, yeah, the former De La Salle coach. Um, I'm blanking on his name right now. Uh, you and me both. He played for my dad. Yeah. Why? It's, 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 it's a very, like, Italian yes. name. Wow. We seem really well prepared right now. But he's I didn't got, know you were going to throw that at me, but yeah, you're right. Um, I want to say it starts with a G. Anyway, uh, has the Tars rocking and rolling? They're two and one right now. Lots Cruz North down. Yeah, they're zero and two. So and then New Haven at Clawson. I mean, two zero and three teams. Somebody's going to get their first win. It's that is um, vintage Mac Bronze football right there. <laughs> but uh, up next we have the picks, and uh, yeah, I'd like. Thanks for the shout-out, Brandon Folsom. Yes, we do get very competitive with the picks. Um, I don't like to lose, and I really don't like to lose to Dennis. But we don't know why. No, you don't mention anything at all. Never. But we do have Ken Semmelsberger coming on. Um, just an absolute wealth of knowledge of area football. Um, we had Denny White last week, Paul Costanzo. Brandon Folsom did submit picks in week one, so... Uh, we've had some really, really good guests yeah, we, outside we, of Denny White. We, we've brought in some talent, and that's kind of why Brady's having a hard time with all of this. Yeah, I know. But, but we'll get to that uh, in, in just a moment. The picks are next. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810 364 87 for all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Hi, Chip Mortimer here. So much depends on your roof. Mortimer Lumber proudly features the Landmark Series shingle from CertainTeed Roofing. Landmark shingles come in many colors to surely enhance the look of your home. Landmark shingles offer a limited lifetime warranty, so you can be assured your roof will last for generations to come. Stop by Mortimer Lumber at 24th and Lapeer in Port Huron. Our expert staff will be glad to help answer all of your questions. Mortimer Lumber has locations in Port Huron, Emily City, Sandusky, and Bad Axe. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you'll need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli and does party trays, feeding up to 30 people. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. You can even get prescriptions filled at Neiman's. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Welcome back, Dennis Stuckey with Brady Beaton, and it's the time of the show that everybody enjoys our pick'ems, and uh, today's special guest 
picker who will help me keep Brady at the bottom of the standings is uh, Ken Semmelsberger, and we'll get right to it. Smash Mouth wins games in the thumb. Touchdown! The Eagles not even in park anymore. They're in reverse. Credit to that Marysville defense. I think that's going to be to their advantage, actually. I think Northern wins. To the 10, to the 5, you can forget about it. Into the end zone for a touchdown for the Big Reds. Forget about it. Darius Watson says, give me six points. I think you both have valid points. I just think you're wrong. And that's not a prediction. That's a spoiler. And welcome into this week's edition of the Picks. Last week, Dennis and Denny White tied at 8-2. and two. I am the model of consistency, 7-3 and three for the third week in a row. But this week, we welcome in a man who's been in the area for a very long time, knows what he's going to be talking about, Mr. Ken Semmelsberger. How are you doing? Good, Brady. How are you doing, buddy? <laughs> oh, good. Great to have you in, and I know you're going to be a lot nicer to me than Denny White was. <laughs> You don't have to be, though. Oh, you don't I, have to be. I have to be. I do, too. He's a Wayne St. Grant. Exactly. <laughs> a fellow Tartar warrior. Oh, yeah, we stick, anyway. We stick well, together. He, he's, he's, Kenny will figure out here very quickly that this is a gloves-off segment. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. And, and, yeah. that, and that there is a lot of competitive nature going on here. No, not me. But standings for the year, I am sitting in third place, 21-9, and nine, four games back of first. Our guest are 23 and 7. Ken Semmelsberger looks to improve on that and Dennis Stuckey in first place 25 and 5. He won't let me forget it. Let's stop wasting some time. Let's get right into it. First game of the week as always we're starting up in the thumb. The 3 and 0 Marlette Red Raiders who we had at number 9 in both our top 10s travel to Cairo to take on the 1 and 2 Cairo football team. Ken Semmelsberger start us off. Does Marlette stay undefeated? Uh, I believe so. I, I looked at, uh, been looking back at some of their records and things, teams they played that last week. Marlette had a big win against Algonac, and and Vass and uh, Carroll got their first win against Vassar. But I think Marlette's just going to be too strong, even though they're playing at Cairo. I think they're just going to be Marlette. Over to Dennis Stuckey. Oh yeah, here uh, you've got a Marlette team that's been running the football a rough shot over everybody that they've played so far this year. That does not stop at Staymates Field. They will beat the Carroll Tigers handily. All right, and I and I tend to agree. I think this is Marlette's last real easy game before they face Harbor Beach and Cass City in back-to-back weeks to finish out the season. That might be a wake-up call for the Red Raiders, but until then, I'm picking them to win. Give me Marlette a clean sweep. All right, sticking up in a thumb, another undefeated team, the Sandusky Redskins. Welcome in the the Green Devils of Brown City. I never really understood that name. Um, too many colors, but Brown City <laughs> yeah. travels to Sandusky. Sandusky, do they improve to 4-0? Dennis Stuckey, get us started. Uh, yeah, Brown City's coming in off a 34-0 win at uh, the Mushroom Place last week. Uh, Montebello? Montebello, Portobello, whatever it is. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, that's a nice win for the, the Green Devils. But Sandusky has knocked off Harbor Beach. They've knocked off Ubley. They had an impressive 30-point win at, at Bad Axe. There's something going on in Sandusky, and it's really good. And the Redskins go to 4-0. Mr. Semmelsberger, do you uh, disagree? Nope, I, I agree. I, looking at at uh, Sandusky having beaten, like I say, Harbor Beach and Ubley, two big wins for him. Uh, I just think they're too strong for uh, Brown City, especially at home. I think it's going to, even though it's, there's not a great home crowd, I think it's an advantage <laughs> still playing your home field. I think you're both right, Sandusky. I mean, you beat Harbor Beach, you beat Ubley. 
I, I can't pick against you until you give me a reason to. And Brown City, yeah, they're still one and two. I think they'll be licking their wounds on their bus ride home. Give me Sandusky. All right, to some rescheduled BWAC action. Almont still quarantined after a uh, due to coronavirus protocols. They uh, welcome in the Yellow Dip Jackets of Detroit Country Day. Ken Semmelsberger, Ken Armada take down the Yellow Jackets. No. <laughs> very, very simply, uh, Country Day is on a different level. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, uh, they're Division three or four school, but they're Division one school. They could play with all, all the big boys. They, they have a d- number of Division one players. Uh, they're, uh, they're just uh, going to be too tough uh, for me. I, I think it's going to be Country Day and kind of a blow off. All right, Dennis Stuckey, over to you. Yeah, I, I have to agree here. Country Day is just uh, it, it's another level. Um, the, it's almost unfair sometimes uh, the, the, the type of talent that uh, they can get uh, at that school. Uh, and, again, it's been a, a nice start to the season for Armada. But, uh, yeah, Country Day is going to win this game. Let me give you a stat. Detroit Country Day's last loss in the regular season came September 21st of 2018. Yep. Over two years ago, that was to Ferndale. It doesn't happen at Armada. You let me down last week. You couldn't pull it out against Emily City. Cost me the picks again. So, Armada, you're going to fall the 2-2. Two and two. Also, shout-out, had a former teammate at Wayne State, Derek Coleman Jr., uh, another defensive lineman, played at Country Day. So, give me the Yellow Jackets. All right, sticking in the BWAC, a team I can't seem to figure out, the Emily City Spartans. Welcome in the struggling 0-3 Yale Bulldogs. Dennis Stuckey, can Yale get their first win? Uh, not this week. Uh, I really, I'm going to throw out week one because we know that Crosslex is really good. And Emily City has, uh, they won by three touchdowns at the Swamp. Uh, they got the, the nice victory uh, last week uh, against uh, Armada, which uh, made me victorious in the picks again. So uh, I, I'm sticking with the Spartans. Uh, Yale will continue to struggle. Yale just can't score points. No, Yale scored 20 points all year. Yale does lead the all-time series 18-10. to 10, But, you know, I mean, you look at week one, kind of some results that don't hold up. Frazier, a team that Port here on high, absolutely blew out. 2-0 and since then. MLA City blown out week one. They're 2-0 and since. I think they improved to 3-1. and I think the Spartans are a good football team. Ken, does you make it a clean sweep? Yep, I do. I, I just think Emily City's too tough. Like I said, Yale's just having a tough time putting points on the board. You yeah. can't without scoring. You said it best. So sticking in the BWAC, Croslex, a team coming off a tough loss at North Branch, travels down to the Swamp to take on Algonac. Here's a stat for you. Algonac, most wins against any opponent is Croslex. They've beaten the Pioneers 35 times in program history. Do they get to 36, Ken Semmelsberger? No. I, again, I, I, I think Crosslex is a good football team. I think that they uh, uh, they do a lot of things well. They're well coached, and they have a, a great program there. It's been consistent over the years. The Alcanac struggling this year. Uh, they've been a program that has been on the upswing for a number of years, but I think right now Crosslex is too strong for them. Stucky, over to you. I'm noticing a pattern here. When, when we bring in the savvy veterans <laughs> who know the area, who understand the game, I find that we match almost pick for pick, uh, and uh, for five straight picks now, Kenny and I have been right on the same page. Crosslex bounces back from their touchdown loss to North Branch, uh, and they will beat Alconac. 
Are you just going to ignore the fact that I've picked the same ones as you that we've been in lockstep here? I, I don't okay. pay attention to what you're doing because you're in last place, and if you pay attention to what the guy in last place is doing, you end up in last place. Anyway, um, yeah, Cross, <laughs> Crosslex is going to come out with a vengeance. I'm sure they are upset. Yeah, yeah, just keep laughing over there. Um, Crosslex is going to come out with a vengeance. Uh, Algonac down again this year after having a few really solid years for the Muskrats. But the Pioneers, I think, will have it in the bag by halftime down in the swamp. Give me Crosslex. And for the final game in the Blue Water Area Conference, the North Branch Broncos, who are firmly in the driver's seat, the only undefeated team left in the BWAC, bring in the Richmond Blue Devils. This just has a feel, one of those, you call it the B-Wacky games. No one's really given Richmond a chance. It just feels like something could happen. Will something happen? Ken Semmelsberger. Well, this is the one I had to look at the most. I, I looked at this because Richmond's had a great tradition, a great program. North Branch has been strong for a long time. Uh, Richmond's lost a couple tough games. I was just, I think it's going to be North Branch, but I think it's going to be a lot closer than everybody thought. All right, over to Dennis Stuckey. Yeah, there was a brief second early in the week. I said, you know what? I feel like Richmond's going to fool us all uh, and that they're better than their 1-2 and two record and they're going to win this game. But I'm going to give North Branch the respect that I gave them earlier in the week when I picked them number three in our top ten poll, and I'm going to say North Branch at home goes to 4-0 and and continues to stay in the driver's seat in the Blue Water Area Conference. Yeah, um, I think – what Ken said is is has some credence to it. I wouldn't be surprised if you're sitting at home or listening to one of our games and you come up with an update. Richmond's up over North Branch early. I just think the Broncos have a whole heck of a lot of firepower. I mean, you beat Almont, you beat Crosslex. How can I pick you to lose to Richmond here? It's no disrespect to the Blue Devils. It's just a whole heck of a lot of respect to the Broncos. Give me North Branch. All right, now on to some local MAC action. The Marine City Mariners on Saturday will be going down to take on the Madison Eagles. They're 0-3. I mean, Dennis, is there going to be any surprises here? Absolutely not. Uh, you know, uh, a couple of years ago, this would have been a really big game that would have drawn a lot of attention. But Madison is down, and Marine City is Marine City. The Mariners roll. Yeah, um, Marine City last week kind of got off to a slow start, didn't score until halfway through the second quarter. Uh, I think that, that kind of got the wake-up call to the kids, realize, okay, you can't just roll the ball out there and go play. I think they're going to be ready to go. They're going to be focused on a Saturday. I think Marine City by 100 in this game. Ken Semmelsberger. <laughs> I don't know if it'll be 100, but it'll, it'll be by a lot. Uh, Marine City's just too tough. They, they've got a great program there. They've done a great job with their coaching staff and their players and their kids. I get a chance when I come home, I mm-hmm. drive by Marine City every day and watch them practice, and they've got a lot of talent out there. They're, 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 they're a good football team. They could play against uh, a whole lot of people. Oh, yeah. Halfway to the 4-0 Express next week, and the other half, the Marysville Vikings go down to Warren Fitzgerald to take on the Spartans. Marysville has not lost to Warren Fitzgerald since 2008. Will it happen this year? Ken Semmelsberg. Boy, I'll tell you what, if it's going to be a year, it would be this year, but I, I think Marysville is too strong. I, I'm going to pick them in a very, very close game. Playing at Fitzgerald's always tough, mm-hmm. um, but uh, Marysville, I think, is just too strong. I think it's going to be Marysville again. This one's going to be a barn burner. Dennis Stuckey. Yeah, this was the second toughest game to pick this week for me. Um, Fitzgerald can score. 
But having seen Marysville finally last week, I like their defense. Um, and, and I think that that will actually be the difference in the game. I think the Marysville defense will get more stops than the Fitzgerald defense will. I think it might be a high-scoring game this week, but Marysville outscores them. Here's the thing that concerns me about this game. Again, trap game. Marysville knows they have Marine City coming to town next week. They they might be looking ahead. They, they can't. To... You keep reminding them not to. Exactly. Why do you think I keep saying it? I want a 4-0 <laughs> matchup. Um, but, no, they might be looking ahead. You're going down. It's never easy to go down to Warren and play. Don't care right. what school you're yep. playing. That's a tough bus ride, and Fitzgerald has speed. The West Twins down there. If you give them space, they will use their athleticism. However, Marysville has a little more athleticism than they have had in years past. I think it's close, like Ken said. I think maybe they're sweating it out in the third quarter, but I like the the duo of Singleton and Lee. I like the athleticism they have in their secondary. I think they put a scare into them, but I think the Vikings pull away at the end. Give me my alma mater. Give me the Marysville Vikings. And now to one of the games we have on the air this week. I will be on the call 7 o'clock from East China Stadium as the Warren Woods Tower Titans come up to take the St. Clair Saints fresh off their first win of the year. St. Clair has won five of the last six in this matchup. Ken Semmelsberger, what happens at East China Stadium on Friday night? Uh, just looking at their scores, and uh, they really have one major common opponent, that's Cusno, mm-hmm. and uh, Tower blew out Cusno. And St. Clair struggled with them, like 14 yeah. 7. Yep. Um, Towers, Towers is a strange situation. I think they've had a school that's had a lot of talent for a long time. They have some good years, then they turn around and, and have bad years. I'm going to pick Tower. Okay. Much, yeah. as, much as I hate to do that against St. Clair because I like St. Clair, I have a coach at St. Clair for a year. Right. Back in 1980. So I, I hate to go against them, but I think uh, Tower might be the one that's going to be the. Uh, pull it out this has been a tough one all week Stucky have you finally decided yeah I uh, this has been to me this is the hardest game to call um interestingly enough though I I did pick Warren Woods uh, Tower uh in this one ultimately uh, I just uh, I like the Saints defense maybe better than Towers mm-hmm. but I just feel like the Saints struggle so much to score points uh, I think this is probably a low-scoring uh, game. If either of these teams gets to 20, they're going to win. So I'm going to go with Tower. Uh, I've been racking my brain. I actually had all my picks circled except for this one because I didn't know who I was going to pick. As, as hard as it is for a team like Marysville to go down to Fitzgerald to play, it's the it stays the same reversed. A team like Warren Woods Tower coming up to play St. Clair, I think St. Clair is actually feeling good after a win. I think they're... You know, starting to get the ball rolling a little bit. East China Stadium is going to finally have a few more than maybe 100 fans. They're allowing a bigger capacity. I'm going to go out on a limb here and give me the Saints. Again, this is a toss-up. Flip a coin. But I'm going to trust that the Saints are rolling. They keep the momentum going at home. They take the win against Tower. And I think, like Dennis said, a low-scoring game, maybe a 15-10 to 10 just kind of sloppy football game the team that makes the least amount of stakes will win and for the biggest matchup of the week maybe of the year the first time since 1981 that these two teams have met undefeated the crosstown showdown port huron northern takes on port huron high 
Ken Semmelsberger, you know about this rivalry all too much. Let's hear your thoughts. I, I do know about this rivalry. I've been there since every year since 1978. So uh, this is going to be a great game. I, I think, number one, Northern's done a tremendous job with their program. Uh, Larry Rollins, of course, a former Big Red, uh, <laughs> is their coach who's done a tremendous job uh, turning that program around. Uh, he's got those kids playing well. Um, and uh, But I think the big thing that Poirier and High has in his favor is their defense. I think that uh, they've been able to shut people down uh, all year long, and uh, I think that's where the game's going to be won is going to be Poirier and High's defense. They've been inconsistent on offense. So they got 52 points against Frazier, who has not lost since. Uh, but they've struggled a little bit last week, I think, offensively against Lakeshore. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I think it's the Big Reds. I think it's going to be closer than people think. But uh, it's it's the Big Reds. And I've worked at both schools. And I was District AD for about seven, eight years. And I, I worked at Northern my last semester um, uh, when uh, uh, I was the acting AD there when Greg Wagner came over to be AD at PH uh, to take my place. So I, I have great affinities for both schools, but I am a Big Red <laughs> after all. So go Big Reds. Dennis Stuckey, you'll be on the call 7 p.m. I will be. I'm looking forward uh, to this. Uh, I like Northern. Uh, I like what Larry Rollins is doing with that program. I've been saying since week one they're going to get better and better and better every week. Uh, And you watch at the end of the season, this is going to be a pretty good football team. But uh, Port Huron High, I've been saying it all along. They're my number one team in the rankings, and and they have been pretty much from, from day one. Uh, and I just think that there's too much talent there. They have too many weapons on offense, and their starting defense, uh, if you really look at it, Brady, I think they've given up three points this season. Um, It's going to be tough to beat the Big Reds. Yeah, and I think here's going to be the big difference. Just experience and poise. A lot of that Big Red team, Nigeria Finney, a DV Price, Shaka Brown, Jace Mullins, all these kids have been in this game. This is going to be their fourth time playing in this game. They've been up since sophomores. They know what to expect. They can handle the pressure. This is going to be a young Northern team. First time playing in this huge rivalry game. Butterflies might get to them a little early. I think that's the difference. I think Northern's youth is going to cost them. Give me the Big Reds. They will be victorious. They'll be holding up that trophy at the end of the night. Big Reds take it, but I, don't, I wouldn't be surprised if Northern maybe gives them a little scare in the first half. So those are the picks. I believe we uh, were pretty much chalk for the most part. Warren Woods Tower and St. Clair is going to decide a, it this that's week. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. There wasn't a lot of uh, tough matchups like in the weeks before, but who knows? This is going to be a week there's four upsets, and we find out we don't know what we're talking that's about. That's the thing. Yeah. I, I'm going to tell everybody that I think uh, of the four weeks we've picked, this was the easiest uh, week to, to pick the games, and so th- this will be the week that we absolutely have terrible records. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you for inviting me for that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no, you're... Kenny and I matched on everything, and you, you only uh, differ yeah. on the St. Clair Tower game. Yeah, and then, I, I mean, next week we're going to have Marysville Marine City. That's going to be a yeah, tough gonna one. That's going to be a tough one, yeah. But, no, it's just going to keep getting... Uh, Tougher again, the standings. Dennis in first place, 25 and 5. Our guests combined for 23 and 7, led by both Denny White and Paul Costanzo, who went 8 and 2. And then I am sitting in a low. We're going to beat that this week, so. 
<laughs> at 21 and I 9. I think so. I think so. So uh, I can't. I'm feeling 10 and 0. I'm feeling 10 and 0. 10 and 0. Yeah. yeah, well, I can't move out of the last place this week because we only differed on one game, but I can make up a little bit of ground inch by inch. That's right. Or you could fall five games back. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. We won't talk about the negatives, but uh, <laughs> Ken, no, thank you for coming on. Well, Just a you. wealth it's, of knowledge. Thank you. It's always fun to be with a fellow Wayne State grad. Exactly. <laughs> See, I got one on my side for once. Yeah. Well, he's just saying that because he knows he's 10-0 and 0 and you're 9-1. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> See, the disrespect you're giving St. Clair, they burned you I'm last week and they're, they're going to burn you again. Anybody. I'm just making uh, a no pick based on the information that I've been able to gather. Yeah, well, when I'm calling it and I'm at the end of the night when I'm saying Saints victory over Warren Woods I'll be Tower, very happy. Yeah, and I'll be very happy. I was happy. very happy to be wrong last week about them. Yes, we, we were. That was a nice win for them, and I, and I do think – that's the toughest one to pick, and I do think that playing at home is the reason why I picked them. Same reason why I picked Cousineau last week, because they were at home. And one thing about Cousineau is their program's been down the last couple of years. Yeah. It's, it's, it's struck. They were, uh, five years ago, they were one of the best teams around in, in the blue division. Now they're mm-hmm. really struggling. Yeah, it's, it's just tough. But St. Clair, you know, years past, I did talk to Coach Bishop yesterday. He goes, well, teams from past years, they've been able to put up a lot of points. Now they're playing a lot of defense and not scoring as many points. I mean, that's it's kind of you know as a coach to kind of shift your whole mentality yep. from all right, it's a track meet, go 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 to all right, we're gonna have to scratch and claw for everything and kind of whoever flinches first takes the loss. So. Right. Look at who wins in in the area. You know, PH is winning. Coach Mullins has been there you long know, time, a long time. Northern's winning. Larry Rollins has hires. been there for <laughs> for client. a while now. You know, yeah. uh, Marine City always wins, and even when they change out coaches, it's guys who have been on the staff it's, yeah, for they've always decades. Got, yeah. So I mean, it's what four coaches in like thirty yeah, years or yeah. something. Deckerville always always wins up there. Coach Brown has been there a million years. Yep. I think Marys was had five coaches in seventy years. And, and then you look at the program was there for sixty of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Between between Bob Brown, Sullivan and yeah. Walt Braun, Braun, I think that yeah. took you from like nineteen fifty to ninety six, I believe, or ninety yep. seven. Yep. Yep. But then you look at the, these programs that are up and down, up and down, and those are the ones where coaches don't stay very long and, and the programs aren't consistent. Yeah. Yep. Uh, no question. But the stability of the coaching staff is so important. And Porter and High has had the same staff for almost all the time that Ryan's been there, um, except for some old guy that is no longer <laughs> coaching there. But uh, the rest of the staff has been there together, and they just – it's it, when you go to practice, everybody knows what they're doing. They go do their job, and it's it's just so much easier when that staff's been together, knows the kids, knows what your expectations are, and is able to just take it to the next level. So. And then you know, as a coach, when the coaches don't even have to say what the expectations are, right? When it's the kids that are providing yeah, the kids that expect message. to win. Yeah, when the kids go out there, and I well, just give an example. When I first came to Portier High School, hundred years ago, they had lost twenty six straight games. Mm-hmm. My biggest problem was to try and get the kids to believe they could win. Yeah. And now these kids believe they can win, and there's something wrong if they lose. They didn't yeah. do the right things. So these kids know they're going to win, and they go out there expecting to win. So I think that's the big difference when those coaching staffs have been together. Denny White had a great quote um, talking about some of those Walt Braun teams at Marysville. He goes, they weren't always that good. They just didn't know they weren't good. That's right. That's true. So That's right. There was a lot more talented teams out there. Back when I came in 78 watching the Vikings play, I says, yeah, they're not that good. But you know what? They don't make any mistakes. They don't beat themselves. Mm-hmm. And they believe they're good. They believe yeah. they're going to win. 
And it's hard to beat when you've got kids that believe they're going to win. Yeah, I mean, like, just look at Marine City. It feels like, yep. I mean, even when we picked them, it's like, yep, all right, picks of the week, Marine City, circled. Boom. And lately it's been Port Huron High, circled. I mean, Almont losing to North Branch was a big surprise because they had just built up that program. Right. So, so that's fun. Consistency, Brady. One day you'll learn it. Hey, I've been seven and three every week. I'm consistent. As <laughs> All right, uh, and you know we didn't even mention, but Kenny, you're still active. You're still working. You're over at Cardinal Mooney. These yeah, I'm days. the athletic director at Cardinal Mooney. It's been a a great gig. Uh, I went there last year. It was going to be a one year deal, and it's ended up being this is the second year, <laughs> probably my last. But I'll never say never. And uh, but it's probably going to be my last, and it's been a fun experience. Great group of kids. Small school, 150 kids compared to the 1,500 to 2,000 I had when I was at Port Huron High. Uh, it's uh, uh, limited number of sports. We only have uh, 10 basic sports, and and the kids are just uh, super excited to be there and super excited to play. So it's been a good experience, and I've really enjoyed Cardinal Mooney. Uh, I love my 40 plus years in the Port Huron area schools and uh, Port Huron High, especially all those years I was there. So I've been lucky. I've been blessed to have a great career. So. And, and Kenny's going to turn a bad situation this uh, week into a good situation because uh, you guys can't play um, because of the COVID situation. Uh, Waterford Lakes had uh, somebody test positive. Right. And, of course, it's the week that you played them. Um, yep. But uh, So no game for Mooney. But that means you've got the night off to see the Crosstown Showdown. Yep. I uh, haven't missed very many of them in the last 40-plus uh, <laughs> years. So, uh, in fact, I think I only missed one. But uh, I will be there, uh, God willing, in the – Crick don't rise. I'll be there uh, Friday night uh, watching the game. Hopefully they'll let me in and get a chance to watch the game. I'll yeah. be there too. Um, we'll get going around uh, 6.45, 6.50 for a 7 o'clock uh, kickoff on Stream 1. And, Brady, you're on Stream 2. Yep, I have St. Clair bringing in Warren Woods Tower. The first time the Saints are on Get Stuck on Sports.com. We'll have them two times in the next three weeks. So should be a fun game, should be a close game. But, yeah, you have the 55th Crosstown Showdown. 55. They've played every year since Northern's existence except for 1980. Yep. When there was, was no, there's no sports. There was no play. sports support. That's a year that lives in infamy in mm. my mind because that's the year I also coached at St. Clair. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I went over to St. Clair that year and worked with Ben Vitakevich, and uh, we tied Marysville for the uh, league championship and lost uh, a thriller. Uh, to them, we were, they they had lost to Imlay City, and we had beaten Imlay City, and uh, 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 Marysville beat uh, St. Clair that year, 80, 31 to thirty, I think was the final score. We both scored on the first time we touched the ball on offense, <laughs> uh, and that game was like a ping pong match the rest of the night. So, uh, but that was a fun year for me at, at St. Clair. So I hated to pick against the Saints this week. Believe me, <laughs> memory like an elephant. Yeah. <laughs> Just amazing. That's good, so good stuff. Hope you join us. And then, yeah, we'll have our podcast Saturday morning recapping all the action. So, hope to join us there. So, there's only one place to go for all your uh, Blue Water Area High School sports, and that's uh, getstuckonsports.com. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is stuck on sports.